that's not the best practice and I always want to do the best. And so that's where the perfectionism comes in. So one is like realizing like where I'm actually at, what my bandwidth is, releasing the perfectionism, recovering from that need. You want a life where you can fully embrace yourself. You want to live life on purpose and on your terms. You want to tap deeper into your soul as you grow into your purpose work and you no longer want to hide in the shadows. Hey, I'm Danielle Amy and I am obsessed with helping humans team in. I am on a mission to normalize that we are here to feel, heal, experience, connect, and grow. I have transformed many darker sides of this journey into the most incredible life I could imagine. My ducks aren't always in a row. In fact, I think I lost one, but yet I have created a beautiful family, comfortable lifestyle, and a freedom-based business along the way, all while learning to love and accept myself as a soul that's on a human experience. Through my intuitive teachings, real talks, and guest interviews, I can help you as we help the world to love ourselves just a little bit more. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you guys. Our guest for the show this week is Justine Cohen, and she is here to share her story, her journey, and I'm just going to open up the floor and direct it to her. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And hello to everyone who is watching or listening. My name is Justine Cohen. I am a business coach. My business is called Dream Catalyst Coaching, and I work primarily with artists of all kinds, artists and content creators to help them make more money. I am located in Los Angeles, so surrounded by lots of creatives here. I've been in LA for about two years. Prior to that, I was in San Francisco for five years, worked in tech as chief of staff, supporting executives, got my MBA, but art has always been the through line. I've worked in, in, in galleries on and off since, I don't know, 2007, and it's really uh, one of my passions. So thrilled to be helping this community. I'm originally from the East Coast, Massachusetts, but have a California soul. So I love living here on the West Coast. That's awesome. So where, like, how did you find that you got yourself to be where you are today? Like, how did you evolve into doing what you do now from that corporate role? Yes. I say it found me. And I also was just journaling before this about when I decided to move to San Francisco and there was this opening that happened in my life. And that's exactly what happened for Los Angeles too. I was in San Francisco, a job had just ended, my MBA was ending, my lease was ending, and I realized there was nothing tying me there and it was this bizarre opening. And LA was kind of whispering in my ear to move, <laughs> like come to LA and start a business to help artists. So I just took the leap, had no idea where I was going to live, just packed all my things with a friend and I think five weeks later was here. Um, and then have been figuring it out since. And so I, I came to LA knowing I wanted to do a business, but I didn't know what exactly. And then the, when the pandemic hit, I realized I had this advantage or really not even advantage ability to help because mm. the MBA was online mostly. We had in person, but it was, it was hybrid 
when I worked in tech, I was managing teams online and I had been using Zoom for years and I realized I knew how to do this. And so I just jumped in and started helping a lot of business owners with their digital transformation and then realized, oh yeah, I'm a coach. I love (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a coach. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I think that's so beautiful. And that's what I I had a very similar experience in my journey of like, I did, I felt like it just called me and I joke, I'm like, it was like, hello, here I am. And I'm like, oh, there you are. (laughs) Okay. And then in, in so many ways, like I feel very similar to you. Like there's no going back from that point. Like you can feel it like in your core, like, you know, this is going to rhyme. It's not intentional, but you know, you're meant for more. Like you really do. You just know it. Like you feel it. And I don't know, it's just an extraordinary thing because I think a lot more people are tapping into that, that power. And, and it's in a a way, it's almost like an innovation of self and the way that we've traditionally done things. And uh, one of the previous guests that I spoke with, she mentioned this of, you know, the world around us is evolving. Like not just like in the context of just the spiritual realm of those in that, that arena, but like literally as a world, as a whole, like the dialect is changing the way that people have done business, um, the way that we approach, how do we make an income? And I'm noticing like more and more people, it's like, how can we take those aspects of ourselves, you know, and combine, you know, what we have for degrees or what we have for careers or just even a personal being and like incorporate this into, um, I don't know, his own entity. Um, and another thing I like to pick up, I wanted you to go deeper with that. I found that really super cool. So I don't know if you know this. So my background is actually, I'm a fine, I was in fine art. <laughs> I did sculpture and painting and printmaking and graphic oh, design yeah. for like years till I got my uh, master's degree in business. And so like, how, like, did you start off as like an artist? Like what drew you to that? Yeah, you have wonderful art behind you. I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, ever since I was five, I learned how to read and write really young. And when I was five years old, I was making books, like write picture books and make stories and been a writer since day one. And then art class was always my favorite. And it was always my favorite though. I was, um, you know, got straight A's. So I was good at lots of different things. Um, I always made sure art was on my schedule. And then when I went to college, when I was deciding where to go to college, I was deciding between two colleges and one didn't have an art program at all. And I was like, I can't even take art on the side. So I ended up going somewhere else so that I could take art classes Wow! and then ended up being an art major. And I was like, oh yeah, duh. Um, So yeah, I did printmaking, sculpture too in college. And then now mostly I'm more of a writer these days poet writer and then I'll do sculpture watercolor drawings so and I've just been a fan of it I love street art I the reason I loved working in galleries because I would I would walk into a gallery and be like oh I want to live here so why not work there Mm -hmm. I love that oh that's so cool like see this is why I love doing these things like (laughs) it's so interesting to me and then I always have this like this connection to like you guys' story and just like, wow, that was like a part of my past. You just made me remember (laughs) that I spent so long in. So I think that's really beautiful. So like with doing business now, so 
I know that you have this like spiritual component that's come in too. So where did you start to connect those dots for you? Was it early on? Was it later on in life? Like where did that fall in? That really came um, later on. I, I am an intuitive psychic medium and a lot of people with this gift say it, it's, they remember it since childhood. For me, it didn't, I didn't start noticing until I was in San Francisco. So in my mid late twenties um, and in San Francisco, because I was working in tech, I was working, you know, 7am to 10pm basically yeah. with Sundays, just like on call, always working so much, super fried and also was struggling with depression mm -hmm. and um, daily headaches and luckily I found meditation and met, I've been meditating every morning for I think like six years now nice. and the meditation helped with the headaches mm -hmm. and it now I can't I you know sometimes I try I'm like I don't need to meditate today and then I really but I really need it mm -hmm. and so that was really the opening starting with meditation and then I'm I love learning. And so if I'm going to learn about meditation, I want to learn all the things. So I found a few different teachers and I guess it was before, maybe a year before I moved to San Francisco, I started following a spiritual teacher. And then when I landed in San Francisco, I started my own practices and, and I just found that because, because I was supporting executives, but also managing the executive team and, supporting the entire company. So I had so much interpersonal stimulation. The yeah. amount of people, I would, I would talk to 30 different people in a day. Like, wow. oh my God, it was crazy. And so I would find sometimes Fridays, I would just need to close my door of my bedroom, put on candles and some music and just be. Mm -hmm. And really dove in from there. And now it's such a huge part of my life and also what I coach and teach. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. So like, let's talk about that. Like, so I want to hear like how, when you started into the business journey. So for me, um, I was actually same, very similar. <laughs> I didn't like, I have crazy gifts, but they didn't start when I was like four. Um, now looking back, like I can see in time how I had like intuition, like that gut thing certain times with people's emotions. But as far as like the woe in your face, we live a different world. Um, that didn't happen until about 2017 for me, um, yeah. like really in my face. And since then it's been like no go going back. But for me, I had already been in business and I was very traditional. So that's kind of, I wanted to ask you as like, so now where you are, because you did start, you came from corporate and went to have your own business. Do you ever catch yourself at times? Like not really knowing Cause I even still, I still have this battle from time to time of getting caught up in like that box approach or that strategic approach and that give and take that we need to have when we are growing businesses or just having a business in, in itself. Like, have you caught yourself in that, oh crap, I need to be this way. And then you realize, no, we never are that way. If that makes sense. Yes. Many, many times. Uh, I can answer it a few different ways. Well, well, first it was a big shift for me to, and it still is, I'm still learning because I would do strategic planning for a company. And then I'm over here making like a launch plan or 
a six month plan and I'm doing it as if I have 10 employees mm-hmm. and then thinking also, but that's like the best way to do it. That's not the best practice. And I always want to do the best. And so that's where the perfectionism comes in. Right. So one is like realizing like where I'm actually at, what my bandwidth is, releasing the perfectionism, recovering from that need and knowing that good is more than good enough most of the time. Mm-hmm. And also like when I was in San Francisco, I loved, I loved working. I loved all the people and but I would come home and like face plant on my bed, <laughs> literally face plant and just be like, and then I'd sit there and be like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? Like if I have a kid I'm, and I would just think about this all the time, I, I'm going to get my babysitter and then I'm going to need them to stay an hour after I get home. I'm going to sneak up the back stairs, face plant, and then relieve the babysitter. And I was just like, this doesn't seem like a good plan. Right. So, so that's the other thing, too, of like not working that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some days I'll work 20 minutes. Some days I will work uh, five hours or more or whatever it is. But letting – I try to look at it as – like my to-do list has different energies to it. You know, some tasks can be so ta- and like energetically taxing, even if they take five minutes. Yeah. But if I get that over the finish line in a day, that is amazing. And some are super easy and I can just crank away. So really looking at like the impact I'm having and not the time. And I think that was a big switch because in business we're taught, you know, you're going to be FaceTime at the office. When are you checking your emails? How, you yeah. know, and, really getting away from all that. Mm-hmm. I know I, that's what I found myself is like, it's, it's almost like this nice give and take because there's total elements. I have the same thing for myself. Um, of, it's so easy. Like when you're in corporate to see, you see things so differently. And then you have to remember like, as much as like, I think, cause we maybe dream corporate or, you know what I mean? Like that entity and that enterprise and stuff. So it's like, we have to do a switcheroo on that vision and be like, Hey, where are we right now? Like, what do you need right now? And so that's what I think is beautiful of, of you sharing of it does each task. I like how you said that, like each task has its own energy and it does. And, and you hit the nail on the head for me is it's true. There are some tasks that they may not take very long, but my God, you need like a nap when you're done almost, you know, of like, I'm done for the day. Like I'm done. I'm glad I got this shit over with, but like, I'm done. And I think that's what's beautiful also is learning your, your mechanisms, because I think that's the other thing in online business. It can be to where you're working all the time. And some people push that like work, 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 even in the spiritual industry. Like it has nothing to do with, spe- you know, specificity of the industry, but that's what I started to learn. And even still now, like I've worked with coaches over the years and every now and then you'll come across one that's like, Oh, well, this is what you need to be doing. And I'm like, I hear you. And it's not because I'm being stubborn or resistant. It's more of like, I have come to know myself and I really know myself by how I feel. And like you're saying, like you can tell when you're depleted and what I have found in my life that when I know I'm in that state of depletion, no matter, even if it's something that lights my heart on fire if I'm in depletion, it's like I'm forcing it. And I always say like, you, you can't force flow. So if, if you're empty, like not much is coming from it, even if it's the thing that is so amazing. So I think that's really beautiful because these are these learning elements that I always try to share with my students. And it seems like, you know, same with you with like your clients of like, Hey guys, 
you know, we have to take time. Like I get it. There's this push and there's this side of the industry that's like, go hustle, move, do. And we do, we definitely have to have an aspect of doing sitting and wishing isn't going to help either. But like, what would you give as a suggestion that for you, because I think this is where we're all differing. How do you listen to your body? How do you know? Is it in your mind? Like, where do you receive for your knowing? Because I find that's different mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Like my intuition or how I know Just I need Just in it, general, right? like that gauging factor of, so for example, I can be tired sometimes and I know that sometimes my tiring is actually resistance. So mm-hmm. I will be like, all right, let me see. Let me just do about 30 minutes and see if something catches my attention. And then I'm like, boom, I'm zoomed into it. It's like five hours later and I'm on crack cocaine. Um, So, but then I have other times where it's like, no, let me get into this. And like, I'm there and I'm like, I ignore the body telling me to rest. And I'm like, well, (laughs) yeah, 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 I understand. So for, so sometimes I'll, I'll have the fear of the like, oh my goodness, this sales page I need to make feels like a mountain. And it's just, there's so much in it. I have to get the wording right and this, and there's so much pressure. And so I'll be in fear. And when I'm there, no, I don't get to take the day off. Like, cause I don't want my fear to make decisions for my life. A long time ago, I committed that my fear doesn't run my life. You know, I moved to LA without knowing where I'm gonna live. So, and here I have a gorgeous apartment, it all worked out. But, so when I'm in the fear, I really sit with it and I, and I focus more on like self-soothing, you know, doing either mantra work or some breath work or prayer or just, just starting sometimes, just literally not trying to force it because if I force it, then I'll have that um, negative reaction of like yeah. needing a nap after. But the like the slow coaxing, you know, if like a kid is scared to go swimming in a pool, but they have the life raft on, how you would like encourage them to go through it without it being too traumatizing. Um, and then the tiredness for me, that's like, you know, I'll feel it in my eyes. I can't focus. It's, it'll, I'll feel like I need a cup of coffee and I try not to, I try to limit my caffeine. So sometimes I'm like, okay, am I tired? And is it worth having some black tea or maybe coffee or another cup of whatever? And is it worth having that? Because I really just want to get these things done and I know I can rest later or the weekend. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to caffeinate over that. And so I let myself rest and that can be scary. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to need to rest for the rest of my life. <laughs> and it's scary to go into that. And so I just practice what I practice is paying attention to how I feel after the rest. And if I rest every time, and it might be later that day, it might be the next day and it might be the day after, but it usually isn't that long. I'll feel the motivation come back. And so I really try to, remember that and focus so when I'm feeling the rest being like this is to create space for me to keep going and I can power through but then I'm going to need even more rest so and then I try to like gauge it to with my intuition which I find is like in my stomach for me that's like where I know things me too yeah and so so I try to listen there it can be hard if I'm in fear or if I'm tired it gets a little 
harder to hear, but at least I'm like, okay, well, my fear isn't my intuition, so I don't have to listen to it the same way. And if I'm too tired to even hear my intuition, then that's something to notice. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm very similar. So like, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And that's what I think is really neat of like, I like to ask people because some people, depending on like, I think how we process and as I was saying to somebody else the other day is, um, I find since knowing I'm not really like into it, but, um, I think it's, it's neat is the best way to put it. Like human design of like those that are more like analytical versus those that are more like intuitive and where we receive from and same thing of our energetic barriers and depletions and stuff like that. So I think it's really neat because there's certain things for me, I can go from, like I was saying, like kind of ho-hum and it's not actually fear or anything. I'm just kind of like blah. And then just let me talk or do something that I love. And then I joke and call it my natural crack cocaine because I'm just like, like, Hey, love life. And like, everybody's like, wow, like you love what you do. Don't you? And I'm like, I do, but it's not like I can always maintain that. And so that's why I think it's beautiful is like you were speaking of is like that grace of self. And at the same time, I know <laughs> that feeling. Cause I actually had that a few weeks ago because of something happened in my life. And I've caught myself needing emotionally, mentally to take that rest. But then I'm like, Oh crap. Like, what if I get stuck here? Like, is there ever, you know, too much of a good thing of like, what if I don't get my momentum back and my, you know, just drive? Like, what if it just disappears? And I think that's fears that is very natural that we all carry, like no matter where we are. And the same thing, I still knowing, teaching and doing, I still at times push myself to burn out or I just had this conversation like four days ago with my husband and I was like, well, I feel like I need to start doing this at night and this. And he's like, hold up. He's like, don't you believe everything happens when it's supposed to happen and that you'll get done what you need to do. But my ego is like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like no matter where we are and how long we've been doing it. And that's what I always like to tell people like you guys, we still do it no matter how long you've been doing the shit. We have to like tell ourselves to like chill or go, right? <laughs> it's all practice. It's all practice. Yeah. So I noticed like one thing I've, I've seen repetitive from you where I am a little different than you is um, it seems like not necessarily that it's strategic per se with your habits or if anything, I think med like you're saying meditation has become like probably brushing your teeth or taking a shower. You know what I mean? Like that's a natural element of your day. Um, so like, do you teach, do you find a lot of the people that you work with or the way that you coach, like, are you teaching on more of a habitual form or do you do stuff a little bit more organically per person? A little of both. So I love productivity hacks and all that stuff. I nerd out as much as I can nerd out about astrology. Yeah. The thing is, though, I find a lot of not everyone loves it as much as I do. Mm -hmm. So if I come in hard, like, let's look at your calendar. And like, what are you going to do on Mondays? And this, and people are like, I want to make more money and I want to feel better. And I'm just like, okay, right. So <laughs> right. I'm like, but these things will. But so, so I find, so when I work one-on-one -on -one with clients, of course, it's totally... I meet them where they're at, but I have found that a lot of my artists, I bring them through the same, I've created a curriculum that I bring them through so that I now teach in a class. And at the end, I'm so excited. I'm teaching it now. I'm going to add these, this, I'm calling it containers. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm really excited to try that with this audience in a way where I can just give all of my best knowledge with their full attention, hopefully, and to see how it resonates because those things are huge for me. And I find that executives, like when I um, work with executives or when I have in the past, they're more into those, that realm of like the structure and the this, because they're so busy, their lives will fall apart without it. Mm-hmm. When I'm working with artists who are a little more fluid or people who are starting up, I notice that just adding like one small lifestyle change works. And also for me, you know, I have so many practices that I want to do that I'm working on. And I find if I do too much at once, it all falls apart. But this week I started doing my vocal warm-ups again in the morning. I'm like, ooh, this feels good. And really one thing at a time. And so with my clients, I try to find the one thing that will work and make a big impact for them. And yeah, I'm excited to teach it more as a full thing. So then they also have the menu to choose now or later when they need some more structural support. Right. I think that's really nice because it's almost like giving them a little buffet of options to where I think that's one thing, at least coming from the creative energy is one, it's like when we're, when we're in that space, it's like, we like, you know, like give me all the stuff. But then when it goes to like execute an application, I think it can become overwhelming. Um, you know, and I, so I think that's really nice that you're like, you know, you have the hindsight because you, you come from that atmosphere personally and into where, you know, it's like, I don't know, I always joke with uh, expressions of like organized chaos and random structure. Um, I think that's where like creatives work best. It is, it's to where there's that structural element, but at the same time, there's a diversification or that ebb and flow that's taking place. Like how you're saying like right now, you're like, you're in the season of doing like your vocals, but it's like, at least how I am, I have great intentions of sticking with things. So I have discipline with certain areas of my life, but really I'm very random. Like I'm really random. Um, and I think everything has a season and I think sometimes a season can be a week or a couple months and sometimes a couple hours. And then it's like, this was the most amazing experience because it was so amazing. I want to keep doing it. But at the same time, I often wonder if I did that every single day, would it always be that amazing? And so that's where I, I really have found the beauty and just like I do with things, like some people hold on to stuff. And I've always, since a young child, like can go into a space, like rearrange it or declutter. And it feels like an entirely new thing or like a new discovery comes from that. Um, so I don't know. I think it's really, this is nice for me. Cause I feel like you're bringing me back to my roots of myself because I can be so analytic. Like I, I almost become too analytical and I forget that side of creativity to where like even the universe lately is like, go paint something, go make something. Cause since I had my kids, I got a two year old and a four year old, like that side of me kind of got compartmentalized. So this is really refreshing for me. And I think this is good for anybody listening. Like if you are, if you're deep at heart, a creative, I I think that's something that has to be, has to be an element of our life. I think we have periods for me, I would say I had periods of dormancy, um, where creativity may have been designing a landing page or something, or, you know what I mean? Decorating a room, but that's not like my, Ooh, it feels so good. You know? (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I love that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I think creativity can flourish in white space and unstructured time. Mm-hmm. And di- what is it? Discipline gives us freedom. 
someone said that discipline gives us freedom and so with the discipline the point at least for me is to give myself more open space yeah and that can be with the spiritual practices to clear out space or to just okay if I do these things then I have the whole afternoon off and then I can write or work on this project so I think they can balance each other out nicely yeah so what would you be for one of your last things to uh, talk about today is like, what is something like as a creative, I find we are multi-passionate, <laughs> really multi-passionate, right? So um, I-, I had this, so I'm curious to see how how you have felt with this. Like, did you find struggle? Because this is what I noticed with entrepreneurs being multi-passionate when they're first trying to start. <laughs> Did you have that thing of, well, if I just pick one thing as my focus area, um, like I want to do all things right now. And it's like, if you do all things right now, like you have a hard ass time of that ever leveraging. Did you experience that personally? Absolutely. When I first started, one of my first business coaches was trying to help me find a niche. And I was just like, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Yes, now I have a niche and I'm so grateful. And I also needed to not have one at first and to see what came in and to listen to that need of my need to just be free and explorative, especially in the beginning. So yeah, because I think it's important to, well, yeah, like you're saying, if we do too many things, it's going to take forever. So what I, again, that like discipline is freedom of if I pick a niche, it doesn't have to be forever, but if I get it's, and it's what I learned in uh, one of my favorite case studies in business school is Nike. They started out with tennis shoes. Now they do everything. But if you watch how they expanded as a company, it was like they went to basketball and then they went to volleyball and then they went and it was one thing at a time and never at the cost of the core business. So get really good at one thing and then you can do anything. But getting that one thing first is really important. And then you have the freedom to launch a million different products because once people trust you, they'll buy anything from you. Correct. Yeah. I, I'm on this. Exactly. I just like, I always love, like, especially when my people listen to me, it's like, you got to hear this from somebody else. Cause y'all think I'm just making this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's true though. It really is. And it's like, and that's the thing, like I was talking about before, I think if in our personal world, we still give ourselves that permission to be creative. Um, you know what I mean? I think that's where you can find that balance of, of what we're doing and how like we're meeting the craving, you know, we're meeting the create uh, craving of creativity and to where, hey, like, this is what I also tell people, uh, like, I don't know if you're familiar, but like Louise Hay, when she first started Hay House, she was like 50, I think. And she lived to be like 94, 93. So just think, that's a lot of time. So it's like, we're all trying to, uh, like, when I first started, it's like, I wanted it like, well, just give me the whole thing like Thursday already. Like, let me have this whole thing. And it's like, guys, like, give yourself that beauty of evolving as you like execute. And just like you're saying, I I teach my clients this too, of like, see when you're first starting it to be like a buffet, because you want to go explore things instead of just jumping right. I mean, some people do jump right on and you always have the ability to change, but I find when you're creative and you are multi-passionate about like a lot of things and it's, it is, it's hard to just pick one because you think you're leaving something on the side. And what I've come to learn personally, it's like when you just pick that one thing, like the rest of the stuff kind of starts to come without 
having picked it. I don't know if that happened for you, but it's like, there's certain times where I'm like, oh, we're doing this and this and this. Okay. I didn't say that's what we were doing. (laughs) It just naturally happens, which is really beautiful with that connection with clients and stuff, you know, of having that almost like bespoke approach to what we do. Well, that's the power of intention of, okay, I'm going to do this now, but I intend to do X, Y, Z later. And that's like in your private, you know, commitments with the universe and your journal, or even with your closest, most trusted people. And so like, let the universe work on it and really focus on what you're creating now. And then, like you said, the other things just start coming in. And that happened with me a few months ago. I was just holding space energetically for a new part of my business. And it just, all of a sudden a friend reached out and and it was the exact thing I wanted to be doing. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And it can happen that way, but I wasn't wasting extra energy trying to create more like, I mean, look, look, Rihanna just came out with perfume. How long has it taken her, you know? And (laughs) it's, you know, and we think that we're different. Like these people we look up to and then they're like, oh no, but I'm going to do it all at once. And it's like, have a little faith and just like be easy on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think, um, thank you for being here with me today. Um, but I would like you to share where, um, they could find you if they're interested in, especially guys, I feel like you are in the creative space and you're drawn to that type of energy and you want somebody that understands you and gets you like, like go, like you have to like, again, that's like that intuitive thing and the creative thing. When you have that nice mix, I do think you need a certain person, um, like your people to help guide you. And if you guys have been having that disconnect of not really finding that I do, I think it has a lot to do with who's serving you and who you're getting your information from. Not that any of the information's wrong, but it's like not aligned to our core. So I would love for you to let people know where they can find you if they're, um, you know, wanting more. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation and I love how many similarities we have that were unfolded in this conversation. And yes, you can find me. My website is dreamcatalystcoaching.com. Head over there. You can sign up for my email list. I send really nice emails. And then also on Instagram, dreamcatalystcoach. I share a lot of fun content there too. That's obviously beautifully visual for my artist folks. So thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Daring to Be Human podcast. Until next time, keep on feeling those feelings and expanding further on your soul journey. If you want more, head over to daringtobehuman.com for show notes, links to any resources mentioned in today's episode. And if you are looking to take your human journey to the next level, be sure to check out my private members community. The links are waiting for you at daringtobehuman.com.